The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm your host, Kat Victorino. Joining me today are Deepak Gohill, Kim Sorensen, and Graham Ross. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, guys. I'm way too excited. I just love having all you guys on the show. <laughs> so um, we have to talk about this game that none of us want to talk about. Of course, I'm referring to the NFC Championship game where the San Francisco 49ers went to their summer home. And proceeded to lose to the Rams 20-17, to 17, taking them out of the playoffs, out of Super Bowl contention. Congratulations to the Bengals. I'm sure every single 49er fan in the Empire is now a Bengal fan. Absolutely. Yeah. For one game only. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's nice for people who aren't as old as obviously me, to reignite the Rams rivalry. It's it's always been a fierce rivalry within this division, you know, throughout years. So um, I think it's nice that the rivalry has been reignited in this way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for, for, for me, starting following this team in, in the 80s, the, the rivalry with the Rams is far, far more important and far more it's far more meaning than some, you know, like the the new arrival with like with like the Seahawks. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it beat LA. So it's really good that we're in the regular season that we've got, you know, we've got that record going with them. But we couldn't do it when we really needed to in in the playoffs. Unfortunately, is it? I know, but the twist on that, Graham, is if we didn't beat them the first get go, we wouldn't have had a chance to play them the second get go. So very true. You know, very true. I think we've all unpacked this in in lots of different ways and what it means and how it happened and why it happened. But I I just want to put it out there first, okay? I mean, I have my own opinion on this. I just want to know what you guys think. Do you think Joukowsky Tarp belongs with Kyle Walker and Roger Craig in that little trio of people that are, (laughs) you know, are are still going to feel what they did years later? Because personally, I, I don't put him in that group. I think he's unfortunately. I think he's he's just going to be there. I don't think whether or not he deserves to be there or, or not, but I, he is always going to be seen in that light. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, but I think despite that mistake and that thing, I think there's far more reasons as to why we lost that game than that one play. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think people should should remember that if if it hadn't been for his uh, hustle play against the Packers, saving that uh, that uh, touchdown just before halftime, yeah. yeah, then then we probably wouldn't have been in the championship game either. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's. Um... You know, the game was still in a position where we could win it and very much in our own hands long after he made that error. But, uh, and, and to be honest, I'm actually quite glad that the initial blow up after the game wasn't top flubs it for the 49ers because he, he, I don't think he did it. He did flub the game for us, even though obviously if he'd made that play, we might be in a different mood right now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, 
like Graham said, there were so many other issues that we should probably get into. I mean, you know, again, Garoppolo, as much as I adore him, was inconsistent through some bad passes, you know. But I think a lot of this is on the, the coaching. Um, and, and I'll tell you for why. I think we made Debo Samuel a, a feature of our offense. And I think one of the reasons why, you guys would probably debate this with me, I think it's because the coach doesn't really think we have an option to have a, an aerial assault, if you will. And the worst case scenario would be for Garoppolo to try and win the game for us, which ended up being that. But um, this time he just ran out of steam. He couldn't get us into field goal range. Uh and I think Shanahan's coaching was very, um, very weak. I don't think he utilized the outside edge rushes. I think he was too passive. And frankly, I think McVay outcoached him in, in the very worst manner. And it's not just Shanahan. I also think that um, if you look at our third down defense, it was horrendous. We're doing great work on first and second down. Third down, we immediately surrender huge, huge chunks of yards and, that really needs to be addressed, in my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. There was only one or two coaching play calls that I didn't really like. The, I mean, I think it's more fundamental than that for me. I, I just think we were just are outplayed by on the offense on the off by the offensive line. They were shocking. They just couldn't block the way that they normally could block. And you know, I saw one play with when two of our guards ran into each other. They both pulled the same way and met behind, right behind the centre. And you think, well, you can't screw that up many much worse, can you? Oh, no. You know, Especially in, in the playoff game. So, you know, we just didn't get the blocking right. You know, they, 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 you know they, they were able to stuff us on the, on the run, not being able to get anything. So I think there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot to be said, you know, at that level, that the, that the offensive line just did not, do what they what we they did not dominate as as well or at all like they've done for pretty much every other game this season. Yeah. I, I, I agree. The, the 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 play that the the plays that I I saw from our last offensive drive, there there were two two plays before the uh, the interception where uh, offensive linemen are just looking at Alex Mack. And and the defenders are just rushing by them. They, they, it's like they are not even aware of the of the count. Uh, Garoppolo's job was, yeah, <laughs> he he didn't he didn't stand a chance in in that situation. Yeah. And and the the lines failed us in in this game, both offensively and and defensively. Yeah, and I think again, you know, if we're not pointing a finger at Jakowski Tar, I think it would be. A little bit unfair to point it at Garoppolo as well. But I think there were multiple reasons why we lost rather than, you know, one de facto mm. reason. But again, I think, you know, if you look at the games that we played prior to this, uh, it must be mentally and physically exhausting to play on the road, to play such close finish games without a break or a rest, you know. And the difference a home game would have made or maybe a week off before we started playing these games after the regular season. I, I think those little margins can be the difference that makes a difference. And it sort of highlights how important it is that, you know, you do try and get into these playoffs with some sort of divisional advantage. Yeah. Well, one, one thing I, I, that caught my eye, I, I thought it was very peculiar that 
we had Trent, Trent Williams played, but he was he was hobbled up to the game, but he, he played, but but we didn't run to the left side at all no. in the first half. Depot did a, a few times in the second half, but every run was either through the middle or or to the right of of the line. So I, I was <laughs> after after the game, I just sat with a feeling perhaps it would have been been better that that he had he had he had not played. Yeah, I mean he wanted to play, and uh, surely, surely, you know. But I think that's the problem with all of these players. If you tell them, can you play? Nine times out of ten, they're going to say yes, unless they're Antonio Brown, where he'll tell you in the middle of the game, I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You, you know, they're competitors. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the other reason why I'm sad. Trent Williams was so much fun to watch the mm-hmm. way he pancake people over. It wasn't even fair, but our rushing game was, um, was supposed to be our biggest asset and our, and our stats are quite grim. In yeah. game. And for me, that's the fundamental reason why we lost this game. Uh, we, we we couldn't move the ball. Um, we couldn't we couldn't pass block either. Garoppolo had, had very 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 little time, and you know we didn't take a and we didn't we didn't make the adjustments. I mean, the one thing that I noticed that Stafford was doing, particularly earlier on, was getting the ball out so quick, out you know straight out you know straight out to the edge, spreading the field, exactly what the Cardinals did against us when when they beat us with Colt McCoy. They you know they had two or three plays went straight out to receiver screens to Cooper Cup right at the right at the edge. You know, and it's big gains, and we don't learn from that. We've got that play, we've got that ability, but no, you know, with Gropolo in our passing game, it's got to come out on time. It's got, and the first receiver's not open, and the, the pass rush fails. Uh, so the pass blocking fails. We're knackered, you know. He, he did have Kittle wide open for a touchdown, um, but he overthrew. That could have been a game changer. Um, but, you know, I do agree with you. I, I don't think he got the required protection that he needed. He, and Garoppolo, to his credit, does have a quick release on him as well. His quick release, though, does not go to the edges. He He's not an edge passer. He will pass down the middle of the field, and that's where you're more likely to see Juice, Debo, Kittle. That's their domain. He does not use the, the, the sides of the field because your margin for window completion there is really, really narrow and you're more likely to get picked off. Whereas Stafford's got people like OBJ, you know, he, he's throwing yeah. hearts. Well, he's also got Cooper Cup that just seems to, yeah, and you t- you picked on it, picked up on it earlier on third down. I mean, like, it looks like we were able to, I don't know what the what the Rams rushing guards were, but we seemed to be able to hold them. But then on third down, any time it was third, you know, and it was a pass play, just find Cooper Cup in a in a gap in the in a soft zone, yeah. and away he goes. And um, that was a bit frustrating. But again, no adjustment for, for me. That you know, is, to, to to that, you know, for me, that's been a theme this season. If we're on, you know, the work the defense does on first and second down is really really good. You know, we put ourselves in a good third down situation. And then, for whatever reason, Demico Ryan's just employs a soft zone and bye-bye because it's not just us that can do yak. Those guys can as well, and everybody else can do exactly. yak, you know. Exactly. Well, going back to the coaching and, and Debo, um, Debo was pretty much non-existent for the last half of the fourth quarter. And this yeah. was long after he had gotten banged up and, and came out for that one play. But he, like, went right back in, and then all of a sudden he disappeared. What the heck? Yeah, I mean... That is a that is definitely a question. And, um, 
that need, needs answering. It's like, you know, they've spent all season finding creative ways to getting the ball into our best player's hands. And then when it's needed the most in the closing stages of the championship game, he's nowhere near it. It, it, it doesn't go there. Um, yeah, baffling. Ironic, that's how we beat Green Bay was, you know, by getting eventually the ball into the hands of players that can hurt them, you know, your Kittles and your Debo's and your Jennings and your Mitchell's. But Debo, I think he touched the ball once in the entire fourth quarter, which was the critical quarter for us. That's where we we fell apart in that quarter. And I think um, it's like the scene from the Titanic, you know, how the band keeps playing, even though the boat's going down. It was, it was like that for me, you know. <laughs> Yeah. We are just so despondent about this game. <laughs> we, we, we really are, aren't we? I mean, you can't polish a turd cat at the end no, of No, you can't. We spent years doing that, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you can, but you can only do it so much. Right. And then I, th- I, th- and I think we kind of got to that limit. You know, and as much as I want to say we beat ourselves, you know, I think we need to remember that the Rams had up their game. They have got some fantastic players, and, uh, and yeah. they did not want to lose again to Shani. And I think and, you've got to give the Rams a little bit of a nod for the way that they yeah. approached the game and, and how they played us. Yeah, Maybe a little. I, I, it, it's also easier to, to look at at six games of, of flaws and, and make adjustments than it is to to counteract set adjustments that you don't know in advance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, when you look at it, and this is how I've kind of like rationalised it in my head, the best team won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it pains me to see it so mm-hmm. much because it's them, it's that lot from LA, you know. But um, if, I, if I'm being honest, the best team won the game. They did, but it wasn't like it wasn't an unwinnable game. It was definitely I agree. A no, totally, totally agree. Yeah, that well that's the killer is that we that we had a chance. We had a chance to wrap it up. We had a chance to keep it ours and we just frittered it away. Yeah, it sounds like a record I've heard before, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> We're here again. Should we move on from this game and go to questions? <laughs> yeah, yes, go. No, I do think we need to ask a question is what do we do moving forward from this? I mean, how, how do we change things so this doesn't happen? Because I guarantee you, Lynch and Shanahan would be unpacking this and having some unpleasant words with each other after that game, and they're still probably doing it now. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, well I saw no, I saw something um, on, online this week, and I can't remember. I'm probably not going to get it exactly right, but. It said something like the last, I'm sure it was something along the lines of the last four playoff games that Shanahan's lost, which which includes this game and two Super Bowls. Um, in the fourth quarter, he's been outscored 51 zip. <laughs> oh. So, so it's something that, that, that there is something. That, that, that's a whole game, you know, effectively. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's something not quite right there at the end, is there? Um, no. But do you think it's because Shanahan then decides to be extra cautious instead of being aggressive like he had been throughout the playoffs, you know? I, I don't know, because I, I think if you look at this game, I don't. I think they were trying to be aggressive, but they, but 
but we they weren't able to be yeah. because they just didn't get the time. They didn't. They didn't. The blocking was just not good enough. As I said earlier, the the, the receivers weren't getting open. You know, so I, I don't quite understand how Cooper Cup can be open every single time, and our and our guys couldn't get open. I I don't I don't understand how that's hap- how that happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you just knew he it was him that was going to make the play all the time. It's going to go to Cooper Cup. He's the guy. Yeah. He's, going he's to not even that play. fast. You know, he's he's just he's obviously just you know. He's he's got it from the head up. Do you know what I mean? It's all he he, he runs some he runs some excellent routes and and it's we weren't the only ones he he did it to he he did it every game this season. Yeah, that's just a sad fact. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, Deepak. You wanted to turn the chase <laughs> over, and we just I went did, back and boomed it even for more. You're not going to manage that today, clearly. And that's okay, because this is like therapy for me, you know, without paying money for a therapist. You get me? <laughs> I said this would be very cathartic in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is so difficult to unpack this game, because some of the truths are quite brutal that will come out of it, you know. And um, it, at the end of the day, I, I just think it's a phenomenal achievement after the first eight games and losing in Chicago. Did we lose that game? I think we did, didn't we? No, no we won. No, we won, won that, we won won that game. It was, it's it's the, the the Colts game. Yeah, the, 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 the Colts game is just the the, the 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 Colts and the Cardinals games at home were just the what are we doing? Yeah, after, yeah. We, after we lost that game, and to think that we could still get this far, that was. Um, that's quite an achievement in its own right, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they're still our team. Oh, yeah. They, they always will be. No, that's, no, no, no. that's not a question, you know. That's... So I put it out there to the group before I tried to take a two-day break from social media, which failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've got some good questions, but I want to start with Kevin Islands. He says, five issues that I can see, and we'll take them, we'll pick them apart one at a time, even though we've already hit on some of it, but I think we could unpack it a little bit further. Number one, special teams, not including the kickers. We don't seem to improve. Yes, a good play won us the playoff game against the Packers, but our return average is dire, and the general defense against special teams has been in the toilet. It's been like this for a few seasons. Why can't we seem to improve? Well, I, I would actually, you know, Kev, Kev there, um, that's a great, you know, Kev, you've got loads of great questions here uh, coming up, but I would actually take out the excluding kickers part. Uh, I would just say excluding Robbie Gold. Um, <laughs> excluding our, the kicker? Our, yeah, our, our punter, um, he was drafted and there was, uh, and there was, and one of the things that I remember the, the, the selling point was, you know, he, he's above average, he's a field changing punter and he's not. Fundamentally, he's not. No. And um, I, I think I heard in the commentary that the Rams did a punt and the, the commentary said there's a 58 yard punt and a 10 yard return or something like that. And then the next drive out, Wyskowski punts, it's 44 yards. That's a huge difference in kicking and a kick. You know, sorry. So, for for me, Wisniewski needs to go. For, for also for me, Hightower, the special team coach, needs to go. Had a great game against Green Bay, but when 
before before on green um, before before that game, have you ever seen us block a, ki- a kick and block mm-hmm. a punt? I haven't exactly. seen that for forever. It was what it feels like, and as you say, the returns it's it's just way way not good enough. So, um, why we don't get better? I can only say the only constant is Hightower as the coach. For me, we changed the coach and we changed the punter. We changed the personnel. Speaking of kick returns, was anybody else deeply concerned that Debo Samuel is utilised as a kick returner? I just think just how much punishment we're going to throw at this kid. <laughs> he's our elite. Yeah, he's doing, doing all football player, but do we really need him on special teams as well? If we've got nobody else that can that can actually you know, evade a tackle <laughs> and not fumble the ball. No, but I think that goes back to what you say. You know, we we are weak as a unit, or are we poorly coached as a unit? And I think the truth lies somewhere between the two there, which is a real cop out of an answer. But I can't really explain it other than that. I, I think there's one. This is one of the 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 points about Shanahan that I would where where I would like him to be more. Uh, yeah, have a little more say and, and be a little more... What's the problem then? Um, I want him to, to want more from it. He, he has stated at, at some point uh, during the season that he just wants uh, the, the special teams to be functional. He doesn't care if, if, if they are not the best. He just doesn't, doesn't want them to be the worst. And, and, clearly, and clearly that's... That, that's 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 a, that's an easy that's an easy part. Not just not just being the worst, but that's really yeah. That that sucks to be. Next season we might be because I noticed that the Green Bay Packers have fired their special teams uh, coach ah. to, to today. So you know they're obviously that <laughs> they were the worst, and you know so uh, yeah. Um, I just think it's it's. A bad coaching thing, but the th- but the thing is, because like you may want them to be functional, but then you go back to some of the fakes that we gave up. That f- that punt, yeah. that oh, pe- that punt defensive lineup against Seattle, where yeah. everybody is tight on the line, is just suicide. And yeah, and how how do you? I don't understand how you make that kind of play call in a game that allows, unless it was a mistake in alignment, which is possible, but you know what? That's just not normal. You just wouldn't, why would you do that? Yeah. You're just inviting exactly what happened. Yeah. And with the fake, the other fakes that we've given up, you know? Uh, yeah. We I'm, fell no. for that twice. It wasn't just once. We fell for mm-hmm. it um, against uh, Dallas. Yeah. We sure did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I well, that was just Norman who shouldn't be back. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> he shouldn't be anywhere near a football field ever again. No. You know. No, he shouldn't. But I mean, again, engineers of our own destiny at times, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I just wanted to say I don't think I I'm I'm not sure I agree that we we need to get rid of Wisnowski. We just need need to to teach him how to be consistent. He was he was uh, special teams of the player of the month uh, in in September. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, sorry, I'm not, <laughs> you, 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 you're not convincing me, mate. Yeah, he, no, he, he, he'd yeah. be gone. No, as far as I'm concerned, the better punters out there. Well, we can like get. Ken has a point because it, it is his coach's job to improve him. 
You know, so well, in that case, he got he got coached worse. Yeah, exactly. But that ties in with what, <laughs> that, that, that literally links in with what you're saying is that the coaching is weak and Hightower's got to go. Which I actually do agree with you. You know, I do think that the they are a very poorly coached unit there. You know. So his second point was on the secondary. So many long plays given up, especially on third and long. And if the opponents don't get the catch, then you can be pretty sure the defensive pass interference flag will be flying. It's criminal when the front four and linebackers are doing such a great job week in, week out. Again, this isn't a this season problem. It's been an issue for a few years. I don't agree. (coughs) Elaborate. We had a problem with the def- defensive pass interference penalties early on in the season, no doubt about it. But it it goes to to the third uh, his uh, third question about the penalties. Uh, we we weren't in the top half of uh, of, of teams in, in penalties. We were nineteenth. So so it's it's not like we were the worst of the worst. We 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 had the 49ers let in in defensive pass interference penalties but that that's because the first half of the season was extremely bad and you can probably credit Josh Norman for that most of it I think we've sort of touched on the points in his second question given up the long plays I think it's the prevent defense on third down the soft zone it's not just as you yeah. can do yak plays everybody else can too you know especially if you're given that much space they're going to complete it every time the, the the one the one thing I, I would say is whilst they they've given up yardage for first down, I don't really recall many big sort of like monster you know monster plays like eighty yard you know stupid like long bomb touchdowns that they gave up. So you know the the so I suppose that's something as, as a plus like. But it's annoying when it's on third down, third and long, and it's just too easy. I, 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 it is an issue. It needs to be addressed. I'm not a defensive expert that can say what the solution is because I generally don't know. But you know, it, it does need to be addressed by those that do know. Well, and I would Rams- expect that Ryan's and his uh, secondary coach should know how to solve that. The Rams' third down efficiency for this game was 61%. So, yeah, I think they need to uh, address that. Yes. His third point goes to penalties, dumb penalties, seriously, at terrible times. Besides the PI mentioned above, how many delay of game, false start, or holding penalties come on crucial third downs? taunting late hit face mask penalties on both sides of the ball we might have improved a bit on this but there are far too many brainless penalties given away we are not the raiders or the cowboys for that matter surely this should be being coached out now i think we have been saying this for years yeah i think what happens is some you know things like face masking and these little niggly late hits they happen on every single down of every single play i don't know if anybody ever watched the uh, divisional game against Dallas, but Debo was given a hammer punch to the head after he was down. And well, uh, yeah, Dallas gave full of cheap shots. Yeah, and so there's cheap shots and face masking in every game. It mm-hmm. becomes a problem when you get caught doing it. Now, <laughs> <laughs> rewind back to stupid penalties, and these are your 
taunting penalties, etc. I just said it in the game day thread. You know, if they taunt and we lose yards for it, dock them a week's wages and then they won't do it again, guaranteed. <laughs> but the thing is, there was a taunting penalty called against, I can't remember who it was. Yes. Uh, it was when it, um, but when you looked at it, unless it was something that was said, you think, well, that's not a penalty. Well, yeah, and we had one of the Rams players chase Juice back to our own huddle, giving it the yap, 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 you know. And I'm like, well, are you going to call that for taunting? Because that's what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I, I thought it was a harsh call um, in the game where, when it happened, uh, that particular one. But I do know that we've had we've had some, some daft ones. We've also had some ones that we've got away with. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Yeah, it it, it 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 is not good, and 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 maybe I don't know. I mean, like maybe there there is the fines like that, D. D um, but yeah, I, I was just going to say, penalty wise, this was a, a somewhat of a stupid game as well. But but it it's a it would be a, a, it would be false to. To say that we were especially penalised during the season because we were not. Yeah, I mean, when you do obvious stupid shit, you're going to get called for it. You know, these, <laughs> these, these refs, they see yeah. things that none of us see, even on an instant replay. You know, some of the calls for catches that they call when you see them in real time, even on TV, you think, "Gosh, how could you make that judgment?" And more often than not, they get it right. I'm going to be a little bit cynical and say sometimes. You know, New York might have given them a ring to say, you know, give these guys the benefit of the doubt, but not those guys. And I'm pretty convinced that that actually happens. Okay, I'm not saying they're rigged games, but I do think that there is a, a waiting in which way they want certain games to end up without actually rigging them. But over, overall, you know, it's, it's horses for courses. I think it's same for really everybody. Kev's fourth point was, again, on play calling, which I know we've covered, but... I love what he says here. It's baffling. So many sideways or draw plays are called. We have a couple of speedster, but we so rarely go for the deep ball. When we get away with this a lot, we will get away with this a lot because we have players that are outstanding at yards after the catch or yards after first contact or both. Yeah. It's covering up the cracks in the play calling as if those players are out, then we struggle to get the double figures. Think about the games Kittle has missed over the last two seasons. Yeah. I actually think it's actually not covering up the cracks in play calling. I actually think it's covering up the cracks of the limitations of the quarterback, which we've mm-hmm. not t- discussed. I can't believe we've not, we've not discussed this so far yet either. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like in in, in terms in terms of the, the the run stuff, we're on first team. Um, it just didn't work against the Rams because the blocking was bollocks. If I can say that, it was just not good. Um, the you know we we can't throw deep because we haven't got a quarterback that can throw deep, and you know I think that's I think that's the really I think we I'm, I'm touching wood and hopefully Lance is the guy to do that next year, which will open up not only be able to have the offense that we've got right now with the running game, the short passes, but will also open up the longer, deeper short passes. Couldn't agree more, Graham, because the way I see it, you know, you usually have a passing game and a running game because of such huge deficiencies in our passing game. So Shani's doing a running game. So that makes us a multi-dimensional offense. That being said, that sorry, a one-dimensional offense, but that one dimension has got multi-dimensions. 
But nothing doesn't... This now, I believe, is papering over the cracks territory because our offense is that way so that we don't have to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to win us games. But I'm sorry, but for that kind of money, we actually should be relying on him to contribute in games like this when we need quarterback play. Yeah. Oh dear. I'm thinking. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. <laughs> no, I think, you know, we need more contribution. From exactly. People, a lot more contribution and to literally change your offense because you've got a weak quarterback. There's a reason why we gave up three first round picks, you know, and, the worst thing about the whole Garoppolo thing is he's such a nice guy. If he was an asshole like Deshaun yeah. Watson, nobody would be pissed off that he's leaving, you know. If he was horrible, nobody would care. But he's such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, intangibles don't win your football games alone. You've got to be able to play as well. Kev's fifth point wants to know if it's time for a new coach. This may seem harsh on a coach who has got us to two conference championships in five years. The words luck over judgment spring to mind. Yet all four of the issues raised above, although the secondary might be laid at the door of the GM, fall on him. We hired him as an offensive mastermind, and yet this season we only broke 40 points in a a game one against what we didn't know then was a very poor Lions side. And on his scripted first 24 plays each game, we failed to score in the first quarter in over a third of them. Another four games we failed to score in the last quarter, and the quality of the players at his disposal have dug him out of holes of his own making too many times for my liking. And don't get me started on the wasted timeouts. Discuss. I have one question, though. Okay. Who would we go for? Okay, so here's the thing. I think with Garoppolo, Kevin does make a lot of valid points there, okay, first off the bat. But secondly, I mean... (laughs) It's really hard to poke holes in his argument, but you've got to remember we've done this with a with a restricted offense, a highly restricted offense, and a very expensive quarterback playing in that role. Now this guy has put all the marbles on on uh, on Lance, on Trey Lance to, to to be the quarterback. So there's a lot of known unknowns here. Is he ready? Is a year enough? Is a year not enough? Will we hire another free agent to come in and he learns for another year? The, the, the pressure is huge now on Trey Lance to perform. And Kev might get his wish of a new coach if we do not progress to a very advanced stage in the playoffs next season, i.e. Super Bowl, because now he has got the quarterback that he asked for and he wanted. you know. And we're still going to be getting a few draft picks here and there with certain movements that are going to happen. But I think this is Shani's drink at last chance saloon next season. If he doesn't I succeed, think- I think he'll be gone. I I think you might get more than one one season with Lance. Um, yeah, I agree in that. So, I, I I think you might get more than more, more than just one. But I'm gonna I'm, I'm I'm gonna say is it time for a new coach? No, and then I'm just gonna say Mike Nolan, Mike Singletree, exactly. Uh, Tom Sula, exactly. Chip Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> or who would you rather have, Shanahan? Exactly. I think I ra- I think I'd rather have Shannon over that. So careful what you wish for. True, but if we don't make the postseason, and bear in mind we may well have another limited quarterback for completely different reasons, if we don't yeah. make the show then. I think he w- he he may be gone. But you see, you see, thing is, so you got to remember, it's really fine margins, yeah. really fine margins. Now, so if if we, if we go back to week eighteen, and you know against the Rams, and like. 
like that last minute and a half of the game, and you know, and when Garoppolo did come up clutch, you know, and we go on and, and win that game. If we don't win that game, then the yeah. the, the, the then it's a completely different narrative on Shanahan even now, yeah. because because then you're saying, well, that's only one out of five seasons you've taken us to the postseason, but the fact now that he's taken us twice and we've got quite and we've had you know one Super Bowl run, one championship run, you, it's it's a completely different narrative around Shanahan, yeah. you know, but it's. But it, that game could have been so easily lost, and then never even got there. So it is very. This is the NFL. It's very fine margins between success and, and, and failure. And you know, I'm quite happy that we are competing at the right end of the uh, at the right end of the season, well, and where we're playing. And you know, I, and I, I, yeah, I want to win Super Bowls. I want. I, I want. But I also do know it's incredibly difficult and. You know, things can happen that you know that that stop a playoff run, and so yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm for me, no, it's not time for a new coach. It will de- it will depend so much on how how the season uh, unfolds because if if we have a 2020 like season where half the team goes out injured early on, you you can't judge him on on that. Uh, and and put it on on Lance's shoulders. So you can't. But also at the same time, you know, I would argue that we're more talent stacked now than we were in 2019. You know, and if we had beaten the Rams and we only lost very narrowly, you know, we've already beaten Cincinnati this season. I think you know this this was a such a golden opportunity for us to win it, a huge opportunity. But if we can retain the core of the players that we've got, you know, and build on it and develop weaknesses, you know, we will be strong again. And, and you have to be in the in the top five conversation at least when the season starts. And that's Absolutely. a good place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. But it, it's just if, if, if the, the team stays healthy throughout the season, yeah. of course the expectation should be high, uh, but... Uh, also, we haven't really suffered the bad injuries that we did do in 2019 and especially 2020. So they seem to have figured that part out, um, hopefully. But we haven't been too bad injury-wise this year. No, fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I'm going to close out the show. The rest of these questions I'm actually going to save for our next episode we are going to do a season review episode and i think these questions these group questions are are more appropriate to that so final thoughts gentlemen (laughs) bitterly disappointed and i did comment in our facebook page when i saw kev's questions that this will have a show to it all all by itself which it pretty much stopped (laughs) it had to (laughs) yeah If for nothing but our own therapy. <laughs> Free therapy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, on that note, it's time to say goodbye, boys. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, boys. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Daryl Nils Hanman, Neil Jepson, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, James Little, Rob Newell, Kev Nyland, Simon Holdsworth, Nathaniel James, Stephen Box, and Graham Ross for all that they do in the group and on the show. Apologies to anyone I may have missed.
Thank you to all in the group who continually contribute, whether it's in the game day thread or the sharing of other content. We'd love to have you on the show. Just let us know. You can message any of the admins in the group or email us. Or you can check out the calendar under announcements in the Facebook group and sign up for a date. I'll contact you via messenger and we'll make further arrangements. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire Great Britain. Don't forget to check out the blog, which is available on your favorite podcast app. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Graham Ross, Deepak Gohill, and Kim Sorensen, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll be back next week to look at the season in total. Goodbye for now. That's about as enthusiastic as I can do it. I hear you.